Happy Tuesday, everybody. Sherm here, the crazy Asian. Hope you're having a fantastic now, the month that you listen to this. Talking about career progression, climbing the corporate ladder, doing your own side hustle. We live in an era where we have the opportunity to really control our destiny when it comes to our career. I know that sounds really hokey. Too often I hear about people who hate what they do, who at the end of their lives tell me that they wish they had done something else. They wish they had risked something because looking back on it, they really had a good shot at doing that, looking back on it, that if they did fail, they would have had the time to recover because they've had friends that took that risk and it totally worked out. They have other friends that took the risk and it didn't work out. I'll give you a perfect example of a gentleman I sat down with. Now this goes back to several years ago, um, maybe like five years ago, and um, he was working as a security guard while going to college or while going yeah while going to school when he was in his late 20s and realized hey you know what I'm really into computers I like where this thing is headed Um, but he was too afraid of doing something even though a friend of his would meet together and they would talk about the opportunity to do something in the computer realm whether it's programming or you know networking like you know helping companies have computers and so he decided not to do anything and lo and behold, fast forward that he ends up working um, at an at a outlet store, kind of in the security side, um, does a little bit of HR, does a little bit of training, um, is kind of a go-to guy for some of the computer, computer uh, issues that go on, and just checks in, checks out at his job, and never really finds a true passion for it, and thus puts in enough work to not get fired, but not enough work to get promoted. And so just really has a a humdrum kind of a career and really, as he's telling me, regrets that he didn't take that risk. However, at the same breath, he knows that he's not a risk taker. So it kind of fits what happened to him. And so these are thoughts of, you know, him before he retires. These are the kind of conversations I have with people on a regular basis. People are so afraid of what happens if they fail. That is such a big concern. It's about um, the wasted time, the wasted money, uh, what a big part, unfortunately, is what others will think about them if they fail. Um, That is what dominates a big majority of their thoughts when it comes to not taking that risk. It drives them not to do anything because they're so concerned that if people found out that they tried something, had a go at something of their own accord and they failed, that they wouldn't be able to kind of live with that humiliation or embarrassment. And other times it's the practicality of cash flow and fully aware of how that works for everybody in the, you know, for the majority of, (laughs) of the world. And that's that they have certain bills that need to get paid and um, they have a family or they have, you know, a lifestyle and the idea that they go after their passions and they don't want to, um, they can't walk away from that steady eddy paycheck. Uh, And the funny thing about it, though, is that they haven't explored the power of debt or they haven't explored saving all of their money 
in the next two years to start what they want to do. It reminds me of um, a few years ago, there was a gentleman at the age of 52 who was playing for the University of South Carolina. He was the oldest person to suit up and play in college football. 52 years old. The average age, just so you know, remember, um, in the United States, 18 to 21. So the average age is more like 19 and a half, 20. And so here was a guy that was 52 years old. He had a passion. He had an obsession that he wanted to play. Do you think the 18-year-olds made fun of him? I'm sure they might have. Do you think he cared? Not one bit. He wanted to play football at the collegiate level and did. Did what it needed to be done. Reminds me of the movie Rudy, which is actually based on the real life story of um, Rudy Rudiger, who wanted to play for Notre Dame, didn't have the grades, went to Holy Cross for two years to get his grades up, then was able to get into Notre Dame. And then was a walk-on, but really basically the prep squad. He didn't he didn't play any downs. He was basically a scrawny, I think he was like 5'9". He was a tiny guy. But he played like it mattered in every single play. And it was that kind of tenacity that got him to suit up in at least a couple plays for Notre Dame. And it was that perseverance, though that we applaud and we admire. It's that David versus Goliath scenario where David has the ability to crush the giant, but you have to go about it oftentimes in a different way. Rudy didn't have the grades to get into Notre Dame right out of high school. He had to work in order to afford to go to college. He had to pay his own way. He had to work while he was going to school. He had to go to a a different school first and still apply to transfer, still apply to transfer multiple times in order to get accepted. And then it is that attitude of being able to get to where you want to go that if you translate that into the into your career, into your business aspirations, your ambitions, your you know whether it's climbing a corporate ladder and wanting to be the CEO, understand that you might want to be the CEO of your specific company, or you might want to be a CEO. Period. And so maybe getting taken by your competitors, maybe being known in the industry. Think about the opportunities that you want to be made aware of before they actually happen. Networking is so crucial to know about those various opportunities that can be placed in front of you. If you don't network, you're going to miss out on other human beings knowing about opportunity before they're actually posted, quote unquote, officially. Also, if you work at a corporation, remember, there's one president, one CEO, and there's maybe hundreds or thousands of people below that level. And so, in a sense, it is it is a pyramid from a hierarchy perspective, right? There's, you know, multiple in the C-suites. There's, uh, you know, less. And then there's some, you know, vice presidents or directors of such. And then there's everybody else that's, you know, not, not in the leadership role. And so, it becomes crucial to be able to make sure that you understand that if you want to get to that top, it's, some of it is 
ha- um, going to just happen due to um, good fortune. I don't want to call it luck because luck makes it sound like it didn't. You didn't do anything to do it. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't. You didn't put any effort. You got to put an effort. You got to know every single person in your organization to really put yourself in that position to continue to move forward. You got to put in the results. And that's going to make them want to put you in that position. At the same time, though, if the C-suite is made up of a bunch of, bunch of people that their exact same age as you have the similar um, desires to retire as the exact same age as you, it's going to make it very difficult for you to get to that CEO slash president spot because they are basically having the same aspirations and same um runway as you when it comes to your career of when they want to pull plug. So you're basically waiting for them to um, get fired, to quit, or to unfortunately, you know, just no longer be there. Um, don't wish them, you know, ill. Um, so that that's, that's, that's a struggle because now, despite, you know, your ability to deliver on the results, despite um, them to deliver on their results, you want, to, you want everybody to win at that level. And so you'd be waiting and just waiting. And so for me, I don't like the idea of waiting. I like to be in a little bit more control of my career, my destiny. I start this off with the end in mind of talking about someone I had sat down with who had recently retired and the regret that they had of not starting their own thing, but yet knowing themselves that from a risk perspective, they're not really a risk taker. So more or less, is it really a regret as much as a, an attitude of, I wish I had done something differently? Sure. I don't think they regretted what they had done in life. Um, However, they wish they had done something differently. For me, in my opinion, that's not worth it. Take the risk. It's worth it. Study it out. The the problem with the average person is that they, they have these ambitions or these goals, but they haven't given it true thought. They haven't said, okay, this is what I want to accomplish. This is how I'm going to go about and do it. So, for example, you meet with somebody like, oh, yeah, no, I, I'd love to run my own business. Hey, what would you like to do? I don't know. Then that's not someone that wants to run their own business. That's just wishful thinking. You might ask somebody, okay, so, so you want to run your own business. Let's say you want to uh, start a school. Um, well, how much is it going to cost? I don't know. Um, well, do you know if there's any space that you could use? Uh, I don't know. Um, well, what... What uh, what grades would you focus on? Oh, we'd focus on um, elementary school. Um, what's it what's what's it take to get a charter um, you know charter school started? Um, we don't know. There's there's some forms or something for that. Okay, so then there's there's some definite steps there that are missing because you haven't investigated what it's going to take to get to get there. Um, too often people think that they um, are missing out when in reality they haven't put in the work to be receptive of that that ambition. So <clears throat> when we put in the time to know what we need to know in order to accomplish our ambitions, in order to accomplish our goals, then we start moving deliberately towards those things. <clears throat> Most people that started a business wasn't like, I want to have billion, a billion dollar business. No, they were solving a need. If they were an inventor or innovative, they were just looking for an opportunity to make things easier for not only themselves, but everybody else. They thought people would like this. And then they, and then it started to scale. They hired one, they hired another, they hired another. And as it continued to expand, that's when things became more clear. 
people too often look at um, you know successful entrepreneurs that have created million dollar businesses or billion dollar businesses and they, they, they don't understand the psyche that started it was just somebody that was trying to get the job done they weren't looking at building a billion dollar business so too many people think about the money that's required or the money that they want to aspire to um, having instead of what are you doing that's far more important than what's happening on the revenue side it's what you're doing and then allow the revenue side to figure itself out um too many times I'll hear about people that you know have gotten fired or laid off um, or you know graduated from college and couldn't get a job and so they decided to be a coach um, whether it's a personal trainer uh, a life coach a business coach and the problem with that coaching mentality is that they're not actually passionate about coaching they just want to be able to uh, they like the idea number one of helping others but they're not really passionate about that about the psychology of a human being to get them from where they want to go they like the idea they like the topic they like to read about it but they aren't truly a student of truly putting in the time to help people get it accomplished a perfect example would be is that someone if that's what they're passionate about let's say kind of being a consultant they will look at opportunities to do it for free first and that would be their accomplishment. So they would ask a business to be able to utilize their skill set with an organization to be able to get the experience. Too often people think that they've, because they've read books, that they're now an expert. The problem with information in today's world is it's at our fingertips through a Google search, through a YouTube search. What people need is customized, specialized information that applies specifically to them. And so if you're in the coaching realm, you need to be able to prove your chops, prove your results, that you've been able to work with an organization that has gotten X amount of results. Because those results are going to speak volumes to somebody that's gonna hire you, pay money for information that's already available. Think about what your passion is and then figure out what it's going to take to be able to bring it to life. You have the opportunity. I have the opportunity. It's out there. The question is, is do we have the guts to get it? Sharp's out.